the third eye. Opening of the third eye. First of all, it's a new age practice, and it is not of God. It is a demonic practice. It is a demonic practice. Do you know that there are churches and Christians that will say the opening of the third eye is actually good because it brings you into a state of enlightenment? Lie. We're going to expose lies. New Age teaches that it is the center of divine intuition and universal consciousness. The third eye. That it is located right in your pineal gland, basically in the middle of your forehead, middle of your brain. It's a gland, first of all. Okay? But New Agers will say there is there's something more than just the natural secretion of melatonin that this thing produces. And it actually, in the spiritual realm, it produces so much more than just the natural secretion of melatonin, which helps you go to sleep. Are we all following me? Okay, and so they'll say there's a spiritual opening when you focus on opening this one entry point to the demonic. So New Agers use it, which witches, right? They're using it to harness energy and power outside of the Holy Spirit. Harnessing energy, harnessing power outside of the Holy Spirit. We live in a world that they're, they're power hungry. People want power. But they forgot the source of power, which is Jesus Christ. And they have gotten used to selling their soul to the devil so that they could be seduced by a demon spirit and then walk as a harlot. You need to hear the truth because we need to wake up because there's way too much mixture in the church. And you know I'm not going to mince words. I love you too much to not tell you, plus I'm accountable before God. And we have to say the truth. So Christians should have absolutely no involvement with this demonic practice. I don't care how they try to present it. It's dangerous, church. It's dangerous, and it will lead you into further deception. It'll seduce you into rebellion against God. Our understanding, we are being, we're enlightened by the word of God. Let, let me turn to, let me turn quickly to Ephesians chapter 1. 17 and 18. And so 17, it says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Who's promising us this? The Lord. This comes from God, right? That the, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Verse 18. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know that you may know that what is the hope of his calling. He wants your, the eyes of your understanding being opened, not so that you can harness the power from some spirit, but that you would know the hope of your calling, which is the riches, the glory of his, the glory of his inheritance, the greatness of his power towards us who believe, believe in Jesus and the working of his power. Right? Amen? So they would take a scripture like that, and they do use scripture, and they twist it. It's called perverting the scriptures. This scripture that I just read to you is in no way referring to opening our third eye. I'm going to read to you Deuteronomy 18. So Deuteronomy 18, 10 through 12. This is important, church, that we, we hear this and we learn. 
For example, never sacrifice your son or daughter as a burnt offering. And do not let your people practice fortune telling or use sorcery or interpret omens or engage in witchcraft or cast spells or function as mediums or psychics or call forth the spirits of the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. It is because of other nations have done these detestable things that the Lord your God will drive them out ahead of you. But you must be blameless before the Lord. Amen. Amen. And um, if you can just stay here, because there's going to be a few other scriptures too. Now, I'm going to read it from the New King James. It says, There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire, or who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, which is magic, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer, one who conjures spells, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead, necromancy. A soothsayer is a psychic. Psychics. Okay? Like a shaman. Divination. Wizardry. Wizard. Wizardry. It says that we're not to do any of these things, but yet, in the church, a lot do. They do. There's, there's a lot. Let's go to 1 Timothy 4.1. We want you guys to open up your word. If you have it, I want you to see it. I want you to see it in your own Bible. First Timothy 4. Read, read it both versions. Spirit tells us clearly that in the last time some will turn away from the true faith and they will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. These people are hypocrites and liars and their consciences are dead. And this is how it's read in the New King James. Now the Spirit expressly says, it's like the Lord is expressly saying, he's like wanting to make a point that in the latter times some will depart from the faith giving heed, in other words, listening to and doing, giving heed to deceiving spirits. There are deceiving spirits that roam on the earth trying to deceive people. So giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Church, there are doctrines of demons that you don't want to partner with at all. In other words, false teachers and those that teach demonic principles but will position it and, and, and posture it as if it was true and if it was good. Speaking lies and hypocrisy and having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. That's the only way they could do it, having their own conscience seared, right? So from, from the whole discussion, from the, having the third eye and, and having that third eye closed, and we prayed about all that, and I went home thinking about all this and I thought just how much the church is really infiltrated in this you know and and so like I said the Lord said I want you to continue on and teach on this so I'm going to read to you something because there are some churches that will say well it's okay because we'll do Christian yoga not yoga just Christian yoga how many of you guys have heard that Jesus yoga you've heard of Jesus yoga it's a new one for me I haven't heard that one Oh, I've heard of that one, holy yoga. So perversion, right there. You see it already, perversion, right? 
So what is the quote-unquote Christian view of yoga? Okay, there is none. First of all, let's just make it very, very clear. This is, this is diabolical. This is demonic. For many Christians in the West who don't understand the history behind it, yoga is simply a means of physical exercise and strengthening. This is how it's, this is how it's postured, right? It means it's strengthening and improving the flexibility of the muscles, right? However, there is a philosophy behind yoga, and it's much, much more than physically improving oneself. It's an ancient practice, and it's derived from India, and it's believed to be the path to spiritual growth and enlightenment. And some of you are sick in your body, sick in your mind, because you have at one way or another partaken in this ungodly practice. But God sets you free, right? He'll heal you. But we have to know. The truth will set us free. We have to know the truth. And when we know the truth, the truth sets us free. And, you know, only in the church are sometimes, honestly, people just ignorant about these things. Because in the the world, they're not. They're very well informed. And, of course, they're taking the bait. But then it filters into and starts to move into the church. And the church doesn't know what they're doing or why they're doing it. They're just hearing others that say it's good and they follow along. Like the blind leading the blind. But that's why it's important that we do know. So that we make right decisions. So the word yoga, it actually means union, okay? And the goal is to unite one's self with the, with the infinite Brahman, Brahman, I think you pronounce it, the Hindu concept of God. This God is not a literal being, but it is an impersonal spiritual substance that is one with nature and the cosmos. And this church is... This view that I'm speaking of is pantheism. Okay, it's the belief that everything is God and that everything really consists of the universe and of nature. No, no, we were created and everything was created by God, right? Because everything is God, the yoga philosophy makes no distinction between man and God. We're just all one. You're God, I'm a God, we're all gods. Then there are different kinds of yoga, Hatha yoga is the aspect of yoga that focuses on the physical body through special postures, breathing exercises, concentration on meditation, and it is a means to prepare the body for spiritual exercises with fewer obstacles in order to achieve enlightenment. The practice of yoga is based on the belief that man and God are one. It is a little it is a little more than self-worship disguised It's high-level spirituality. So the question becomes, is it possible for a a Christian, and I'm sure you've heard this too, to isolate the physical aspects of yoga and simply just do it as a method of exercise? You've heard that, that reasoning? Well, I don't go, I don't do the chantings. I just go and just for the stretches. I've heard people say this. Oh, I'm just doing the stretches. I don't do the, the chantings. You know, and so therefore, I'm just receiving the benefits of stretching. No, you're not. You're being infiltrated. You're literally being poisoned. You're literally being taken into a spirit of seduction. I'm going to keep going because it's going to become more and more clear before this night is over. So yoga originated with an anti-Christian philosophy And it teaches one to focus on oneself instead of a true God. 
It encourages its participants to seek answers to life's difficult questions within their own consciousness instead of the word of God. It teaches you to seek in, to look in, that all the answers are within you. No, they're with the Lord our God. They're in the word. And the word is in us. But it's not in us, in and of ourselves. But you see the twist there? Just the slight, it's just slightly off and then it goes really off. And that's how any deception occurs. So, but it also leaves you open to deception from the enemy who searches for its victims. 1 Peter 5.8. Be sober, be vigilant. But I want to hear it in the, go ahead. You want to hear it in, in your version? Because we know the enemy roams around like a, he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. 1 Peter 5.8. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you've suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you. And he will place you on a firm foundation. All power to him forever. Amen. 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 So yoga, new age practice, right? Third eye. These are just a few of the things that are all in the occult world. Occult means hidden. The word occult, it means that which is hidden. Judgment for the rebellious and the ungodly and failure to hear God's voice and do what he says is disobedience. It is breaking of the first two commandments. The first one, it's found in Exodus 20. But the first one, you shall have no other gods before me. And the second one, you shall not make for yourself a carved image. You shall not bow, bow down and to them and you shall not worship them. There are three branches of the occult. Number one, witchcraft. Number two, divination. Number three, sorcery. Witchcraft is the power branch of the occult. Power hunger. Going to get your fortune, your future read, and having tarot cards or a crystal ball tell you about your future because you're seeking power. Wrong. Divination. Knowledge branch. Same thing. I want to know so that I can be in charge. Control. It's divination. Sorcery. Operates through material objects. Drugs. Definite gateway. Definite. It's a gateway to this stuff. So, so objects, it, you know, the, uh, the occult can operate through objects. Through music. Music that is not of God. Music that the spirit behind it is not of God. The individual, hey, it could be really good music. But if the one that is singing it, if their life, if, if their life is polluted with mixture, then what is being spewed is mixture, and it is not of God. It's actually sorcery. You're being tainted by things you didn't even realize just because what? Soulish. Oh, you liked it. It was appealing to your soul. So drugs, music, jewelry. I told you guys on, the, on Thursday, go home and look for the women. Go home and look at your jewelry and throw away that which even is even close and resembles anything of the third eye or dream catchers. 
And today I spoke with somebody that said, hi, I used to have dream catchers all over. All over her room, all over everywhere. Just hung on the wall, all over. Dream catchers are literally catching demons, not getting rid of them. They're catching demons. Do you really want demons to be attracted to your house? Get rid of them. Get rid of the dream catchers. Destroy the works of darkness. You know, where we are at in our, in our society, in our culture, this has to be explained, has to be taught, because masses of people are getting taken into deception, church. And they're all just, uh, many of them are justifying sinful living. And it's sad when you start seeing people that you know love Jesus fall left and right. So it's important that this is spoken, taught on, so that we can be wise, wise in the word. Would you read Revelation 9.21? Because I want you to see where the word sorceries, where it's derived from. Revelation, book of Revelation 9 and 21. And they did not repent of their murderers or their witchcraft or their sexual immorality or their thefts. And, and come on, it's very similar. And they did not repent of their murders or their sorceries or their sexual immoralities or their thefts. Sorceries. That word sorceries is, is, is derived from the Greek word drugs. I have a footnote here in my Bible, and it says sorceries is pharmakia. How many of you guys heard pharmakia? It's found in, if you're doing a word study, the Strong's number is 5331. So sorceries is pharmakia, which is, which, which is drugs. And the reason that I say this is because there are many people that think that marijuana is not a drug, but it is. It's totally a drug. It's called pharmakia, but actually it's called sorcery. Wow. And people thought, but it was medical marijuana. It's still sorcery. And if I'm making some of you uncomfortable, maybe that's the Holy Spirit convicting you. Listen, we have to be pure vessels. And what we put into our body, we are temples of the Holy Spirit. And you need to listen, pay attention to what we're doing. When we don't know, okay, that's one thing. But when you do know, now you're accountable. So I'm making you all aware. Say thank you. <laughs> Three key words that expose witchcraft. I'm going to get back to that pharmacy in a moment. But three key words that expose witchcraft. Manipulation, intimidation, and domination. You know when witchcraft is in operation because there is manipulation. They're trying to manipulate you to do a certain thing that they want. It's manipulation. It's called witchcraft. And there are three branches, at least. Manipulation, that's the first one. The second one, intimidation. They're going to intimidate you to do that which they want you to do because they want you to basically be seduced into their deception. So intimidation is a very, very, anytime you feel, I don't feel good about this, I'm not sure, but you just feel this intimidation, but I kind of feel like I have to stop and realize, does God move like that with intimidating you to do a certain thing or say a certain thing or go a certain place? 
but the devil does. It's called witchcraft. And the third thing is domination. That whole feeling of they're so much bigger and more powerful than you, and they're dominating you. They don't let you speak. They shut you down. Who's following and really, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Are we following? Because it happens in relationships all the time, and you've got to be aware. Now, once this is being spoken of, like tonight, you're going to be more aware than you were before. And also, you'll be accountable to what you're going to do with it. <laughs> all right, let's get back to um, witchcraft, pharmakia. And we're going to go to Galatians. If you, could, if you could read Galatians 5. So 5, 19. The desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. So the root word there, witchcraft and sorcery, both of those root words, they're translated as pharmakia. And it's described as poison. It's described as sorcery, magic, magical arts, idolatry, deception, seduction. The Bible says those who practice these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So therefore, THC, marijuana, cannabis, all names for it, including CBD, we'll get there in a minute, is actually mentioned in this portion of scripture, isn't it? What was the word? Sorcery. Sorcery is pharmakia. Sorcery is witchcraft. It's the word that I told you was Strong's 5331. Many products contain CBD. You can go to, so you, can go to you, you can go get a facial and you can buy something for your skin. That, oh, this is really good for you. Read the labels and read the ingredients. And if it says THC, don't buy it. If you already bought it, throw it away. If it says CBD, which is an oil that is, that's really just extracted from the plant, the cannabis plant, get rid of it. Some people go, oh, no, but it's helping me. It's leading you into deception. It's sorcery. It's witchcraft. The root of it. It's pharmakia. Might be some news for some of you, but that's okay if you heed. If you listen and you actually do what is right, we can't stay asleep, church, because the devil is literally monopolizing on godly people that love the Lord and bringing deception, and we cannot have it. So CBD oil is extracted from, from the plant, and some say, well, you know what? Um, there's no THC in it because it's literally just extra it's extracted from the plant, and it's just CBD, so it's the benefits without getting high. I sure hope you don't believe that. It's the benefits of this, the oil from this plant without being stupefied by the drug. No. There is a trace of THC in every CBD product. And when I did my research on this, 
said 0.3%. There is 0.3% of THC, right, in any CBD product. This is disturbing to me. I don't know if it's not disturbing to you, but it's disturbing to me. And it should be disturbing to you because both of these compounds are both natural. They're, they're both natural compounds from this plant, from the cannabis plant. I don't want to put anything in my body that's going to have a trace of pharmacia, which is sorcery. And you know what? You'll see a lot of, you'll see a lot of people, even churches, even well-known ministries that will go ahead and promote this. A, a couple of years ago when, when I was doing my research on all of this, I saw that TBN was advocating for CBD. They were doing, a, they were doing some shows and they were promoting it. Horrific. Sorry, church, but it's not gonna, it doesn't fly with me at all. And it shouldn't with you either. See, the enemy wants to deceive you slowly but surely. We already read 1 Peter 5, 8, 2 Timothy chapter 3, 1 through 5. See, because I look at it like if, it's a, if the root word is pharmakia, which is sorcery, and we already know just scientifically that there is a trace element of the THC, which is the, which is the compound that can get you high. Even if it's just a little bit, it is still a gateway to more seduction. And that's what the enemy is counting on. That's the point here. Are you going to get intoxicated? Are you going to get high Are you gonna, by taking and, and putting a product on yourself or ingesting something that has CBD? No, probably not. But it has enough. All you need is a seed to lure you into more deception. Close the door. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times, for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. I'm going to wait to get one through five on this one because I can see this one. Wow, right? Having a form of godliness but denying its power has nothing to do with it. Has nothing to do with it. You cannot be friends with everybody. And you shouldn't want to. You should want to be in perfect alignment with the Lord, obedient to him. And willing to be partnered with those God brings you, even if your circles get smaller. They will. You can count on that one. That's good. 1 Timothy 4.1. I solemnly urge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom. Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for their teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others yes. the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. Wow. 
Yeah, hallelujah. So I'm going to list just a few things here, a few of these spirits that you actually open yourself up to when you partake in whether it is um, anything to do with yoga, because yoga is one of the big ones. And in yoga, what they do, the poses and everything else, is you literally open, they will open up, and you've put yourself in this position, so you've subjected yourself, you've submitted yourself to the demons that are active in opening up energy channels to enter into your body. They call them chakras in the New Age world. Okay, And so energy channels, but this energy is not the energy of the Holy Spirit. It's not, it's not the power of God. It's the energy that comes from demon spirits so that they can literally be in, injected into you in the seven, there's seven points starting in the crown of your head and it goes to, to the base of your tailbone. And every, hits the heart, hits the lungs, hits the stomach, the reproductive system, it hits your reproductive system, and then, and then the very, um, your, your tailbone. You guys, this is so dangerous. Because when somebody submits themselves under this spirit, you don't know what you're opening up. You don't know what you're submitting yourself to. You don't know the demons that you've invited in. But they do. People start to get sick. At first, they say, I feel better. Eventually, they start to get sick. They start to, not, they start to get uh, foggy. They're thinking. Their minds, you know, they become uh, very confused. There's not clarity in their thinking. Their decision-making then becomes tampered with, and they can't seem to make right decisions anymore. Their lives become a mess because they've been seduced. And now they're listening to the father of lies. Now we know that there is a way out, and we know that there is there is the, the Lord our God who is who does forgive, but we have to be we have to understand the process. It's not just forgiveness, it's needing to be undone. Things need to be undone. So let me just list a few of these spirits that enter in when you do such practices such as yoga, which will open up the third eye if you stay in it that long, long enough, and you participate in these guided imagery meditations, which is what they do, guided image, imagery. Or if you are opened to and partaking of the THC and the CBD, which is drugs, sorcery, pharmacia, okay? And many other things. We're just touching on this. Just touching on this. So number one, a spirit of divination. And there are scriptures. I guess I'll just tell you the scripture. We're not going to read them all because we'd be here for a long, long time. But I'm going to give them to you. Acts 16, 16 through 18, spirit of divination. Some of the manifestation, some of the manifestations, fortune telling, soothsaying, warlocks, Satanists, witch, witches, your zodiac signs, your horoscopes. I can't believe it's just, it's just quite mind-boggling how there are still Christians that I will talk to that find it totally okay with having their horoscope read or talking about what sign they are. Your sign is saved, healed, and delivered. Your sign is you are filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. Your sign is, is that demons tremble when you walk in. Don't label yourself. Don't allow somebody to pull you into that arena. 
and then shortchange you for what you've actually received in Christ. Right? So, so spirit of divination. Familiar spirits. Familiar spirits, some of the manifestations. Uh, necromancy, a medium, you know, psychics. Um, yoga. There, there are familiar. Clairvoyance, hearing voices, chanting, calling someone. There are all kinds of stuff that is done. Um, false prophecies. Here, let me give you some scripture. Uh, Deuteronomy 18, 11, we, we read Deuteronomy. Galatians 5, 20, we read that. Revelation 9, 21, we read that. Revelation 18, 23. Revelation 21, 8, 22, 15. There's a, there's a bunch. I'm only giving you a little. Just a few. Spirit of jealousy. You thought you just had a spirit of jealousy, but you didn't realize where it came in. Did you know that when you participate in stuff like this and many other things like this, that all kinds, you open yourself up to all kinds of deception. I'm just listing a few. So spirit of jealousy, murder, a re revengeful spirit, a spiteful spirit, anger, rage, jealousy, hatred, strife, contention. You know, we pray these things off all the time. What was the entry point? Was it of your own doing? Or was it something that someone did in your bloodline generationally that they were involved in this, and so then there is a tendency for reinfestation? There are really the works of the flesh, which is Galatians 5.19. It's the work of the flesh. Then lying spirits. Some of the manifestations are a strong deception of delusion. Oh, flattery. It's a lying spirit. It's trying to flatter you. Superstitions. Accusations. Slander. Gossip. Lies. Some scriptures. Second Chronicles 18, 21, or 22. Proverbs 6, 19 through, or sorry, Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. 10 through 18, 20 and 19, those are all in Proverbs. Okay, a perverse spirit. Leads to abortion. Leads to abuse. Sexual perversions. Twisting of the truth. <laughs> all kinds of stuff. Pornography. Sexual promiscuity. Fornication, perversion, homosexuality, transgenderism, on and on and on. Do you know that we have a culture of people that have been so lied to that we have to be ready to help them when they wake up? We have to be ready to help them when they wake up. They'll wake up. There's some that will wake up. But we have to be ready. We have to be trained. We have to know why they're even doing what they're doing. You don't counsel a demon. You don't counsel it out. You cast it out. You can't sit there and go, well, I'm going to go ahead and counsel this person. There's a place for counseling. There's a place for instruction. There's a place for helping them understand why they feel the way they feel and where this all came about. But it shouldn't stop right there. You need to cast it out. Or it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and you're just feeding it. This is hitting home, and I know it's touching people's hearts because I can see the looks on your faces. Some of them, oh, you're just talking, it's hitting home now. Yes, it should hit home because there are people that are dying and being deceived. 
And then the churches and some of the churches, some of the people, some of the believers and some, some churches will say, well, they were born that way. And so was their father and so was their so-and-so. And so that's a generational curse. Jesus didn't make anyone gay. He didn't make someone a lesbian. He didn't make them as a transgender. He created them male and female. Some had been born, and even from a youth, you can remember, for, for the young guys, that female tendency, kind of just that a little feminine. First of all, that's not altogether bad, because they could just be very artistic. But secondly, God didn't make that individual as a homosexual. Now, could there be a propensity to that spirit because it is in their bloodline? Of course. It's still a demon. It's not God didn't create them like that. When the church starts to think God created them that, like that, they start to embrace deception. They're literally partnering with the demon, and they're bowing down to the demon. We're not to bow down to demons. We're to trample upon snakes and scorpions. Right? So it's important that we know this, that we understand this, and we actually can prove this biblically because there are people that are going to come into your life that want the truth. They want answers. There's going to be a point in time, and the Lord's been putting this on my heart, there's going to be a point in time where we've got so many people being deceived, but there's going to be a lot of kids that are going to come out of that stupefaction and say, oh my gosh, what is truth? They may have crazy hair. They may have tattoos all over themselves. They may be a man wearing a, a skirt and, and all kinds of, you know, uh, chemical block, blocks that they've done into their body to where now they look very different because of what they have done, but they are still going to be looking for answers, and God needs to use the church to help them out of that. But he's not going to use a church that's bought into the lie and starts to say, well, I'm so sorry. I don't know why God made you like that. That is such a lie. I literally heard a pastor say that. That's crazy. Open your Bible and read your Bible. And stop being so, so biblically illiterate. God didn't create you for failure. He didn't create you so that you would fail. But oh, what a torment. The devil, what a tormentor it becomes for these people. But God's going to use us. He's going to use us to work in and through the lives of these people that have been taken in. But we have to know the truth. So for all of this stuff. So that was the spirit of perversion. Um, haughtiness. Yeah. Pride and uh, strife and obstinate and self-deception and self-righteousness, which is just right there in there towards the first Samuel 15 23 rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols so because you have rejected the command of the Lord he has rejected you as king mm -hmm. first Samuel 15 23 rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft we've been talking all about rebellion and we've been talking all about witchcraft and it goes hand in hand and stubbornness it's like idolatry. 
And are we to have any idols going against the commandments, right? First and second commandment. Heaviness, spirit of heaviness, excessive mourning, you know, excessive sorrow, excessive grief. Do you know that sometimes, sometimes it's just natural and it's grief because there's a reason for it. Somebody passed or there was a really difficult thing that came about in your life and it's just the natural process. But sometimes it's actually not from the Lord and it becomes a spirit. You have to have discernment from the Lord to know when, when it is not of God so that that thing could be eradicated from your, your body, your emotions, your heart, your mind. So excessive mourning, this is the spirit of, this is the manifestations for the spirit of heaviness. Excessive mourning, sorrow, excessive sorrow, excessive grief, insomnia. And you just thought you couldn't sleep, so you just took another, another pain medication to help you fall asleep. Self-pity, that's a big one. Self-pity. When you're just so sorry for yourself and so sorry about what you've gone through. Well, maybe you need to stop with self-pity and flip it and say to the devil, no more for self-pity. God said, I, I've redeemed you. Focus on what is good. Focus on the blessing of God. Focus on the, that he's rescued you. Focus on the fact that you're still standing. Focus on the fact that you still have a testimony. And it is the word of your testimony. It is the blood of the lamb that you are defeating the enemy. But that spirit of self-pity for those that have that, it's like you can either, you either have it or you don't. Because we have like tendencies to certain things, right? You either have it or, but, it, but you can see it. It's just so obvious and it just keeps the person bound and it keeps them so down and it keeps them all focused on self and it's self-centeredness. Cast it out. Stop letting it just have its way. Pity, rejection, broken heart. This is all under the spirit of heaviness. Hopelessness, depression, suicidal thoughts. Isaiah 61, 3. That's one scripture. Luke 4, 18. Proverbs 18, 14. How about a spirit of infirmity? See, some of you didn't know that the sickness that you have is actually a spirit of infirmity because you opened up your life to uh, maybe it was some new age practice years ago. And you were left. You thought it was good at the time, and, and, it, and it felt, you felt better at the time when you first went into that new age practice, whether it was yoga or something else. And maybe you stopped the practice because you kind of got tired or you just decided it wasn't worth it or you just changed interest. But you didn't close up the doors. And now, years later, you suffer with all kinds of ailments. And it's because the entry point was back when you did all the things you shouldn't have done. And now you're still sitting with this spirit of infirmity. But it's actually because of the open door that you have because of walking in disobedience. So manifestations for spirit of infirmity. Bent spine. Come on, you remember the woman with the, she was bent over for 18 years. Um, asthma. How about, how about allergies? People go, oh, it's just my allergies. Why would you say they're yours? Oh, it's just my allergies. Well, stop owning them and get rid of them. Kick them out. Yeah, but my eyes are red and I keep sneezing. Well, command it to stop. Because your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And the more your authority grows in this area, the more you will become healed and whole. Not needing to depend on pharmacia. 
and the substances thereof. So spirit of infirmity, allergies, weaknesses, lingering disorders, you know, cancer and, and the like. Luke 13, 11, John 5, 5, Acts 10, 38. How about a deaf and dumb spirit? That's why I took authority before we started against anything like that, like a deaf and dumb spirit. Because there is literally, there are literally spirits called deaf and dumb spirits that come on individuals at specific times when they are supposed to be paying attention because it's going to be for their good. And the enemy knows that too. So he literally releases a spirit of stupor, falls asleep when you're supposed to be paying attention to the message. You're up all day, you're up all night, but boy, oh boy, the minute you're sitting in church, you just start falling asleep. That's a spirit of stupor. You might have to nudge the person next to you if you feel like you think you've got a spirit of stupor on you. Wake up. I don't see it right now, but I've seen it. So that's a spirit of stupor. But a deaf and dumb spirit causes you to be fully awake but not paying attention to anything. You can't hear them because you have a deaf and dumb. You can't hear. Deaf and dumb. You can't understand. Spirit of deaf and dumb. It's a, it's a deaf and dumb spirit. And it comes upon people, right, when there's a door that's opened. So some of the manifestations that could be that could be a part of this: crying, um, blindness, mental illness, ear problems, suicidal, foaming at the mouth, seizures, epilepsy, gnashing of teeth. Matthew nine, thirty-two, thirty-three, Mark five, five, Mark nine, eighteen, twenty-two, twenty-five, Luke nine, thirty-nine. Okay, the spirit of bondage. Could be all kinds of bond, many, many different bondages, but fear, addictions, drug, alcohol, cigarettes, food, gambling, whatever. So, so many, it's, it's a bondage. Fear of death, captivity. Captivity to, to satanic things, being drawn to corruption, compulsions, to sin, bondage to sin. You don't want to do it, you keep on doing it. It's a bondage, it's a spirit of bond, it needs to be cast out. Proverbs 5, 2, 2 Timothy 2, 26. Okay, the spirit of fear. I have a few more here. Spirit of fear, manifestations, uh, fears, phobias, heart attacks, torment, fear of man, all kinds of spirits of fear, right, that fall into this category. Spirits of uh, fear of man, uh, nightmares, terrors, anxiety, stress, fear of death. Doubting that doubting God. Isaiah 13, 7 and 8. Psalm 55, 4 and 5. 1 John 4, 18. Seducing spirits. Attractions. Fascinations to false prophets and signs. See, people think seducing spirit, they automatically think it's a sexual spirit. Well, of course it can be. Of course, it's, you know, a seducing spirit's going to seduce you into, it's luring you for some into a sexual activity. For others, it's not sexual at all, but it's still seducing. It's still luring you into that which is not of God, seducing you into behavior and activities that is, that is not of God. So a seducing spirit, um, having attractions and fascinations to false prophets. Oh, they just want to hear what all the quote-unquote prophets say. You're being seduced. Stop and open up your Bible. Read your word. Stop going 
to every single church and wanting to hear what the prophets, quote unquote, are saying. Because let me tell you, more than more than half of them, probably almost all of them, are not are not true prophets, but false prophets. And you go and you listen and you bow down and you listen, like in your spirit. You may not be bowing down physically, but you're bowing. Because you open up your spirit to what that man says. You put him, or woman, and you put him on a pedestal. And because they say something, now it becomes God's word to you. And you have more faith in that than you do the word of God. Come on, I'm speaking truth and I know it. There's more faith in what the, the prophets have spoken and I'm not against the fivefold ministry, for heaven's sakes. Of course, you know that. But I am against people being deceived and not knowing the word themselves and running to and fro to every single person wanting to hear what God says about something when you can just open up your Bible and pray yourself. Seducing spirits. It's, you start to become seduced. And you start to go. It becomes like an Well, it is. It's like an addiction. Since you weren't here, and it's not enough, and then you gotta and you gotta listen to this person, and you gotta hear over here. It becomes a seduction. It was a seduction, but it becomes an addiction. Don't let tactics of the world, things that are accepted as normal, that are not normal, shouldn't be normal. Don't let those things become commonplace in you, just because somebody you know or love says it's okay. What does the word say? What does the Bible say? 